Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Ki Yadativ. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parshas Vayera. That year, Shabbos Parshas Vayera was in Chof Mar Cheshvon, the 20th day of the month of Mar Cheshvon, in the year Tavshin Lamed Vav, 46 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion when the Torah says, Ki yadati, because I know the mana shayitzaves bonnoves basically akrov that he will command his 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 children and his family after him. Veshamru derech Hashem, they're going to observe the way of Hashem. Lasayis loka to mishpat to do charity and righteousness. So the Rebbe brings from the Rebbe Rashab in a his classic Chassidic discourse. In the year, from the year Tough Reish Samachbov, he brings the interpretation of the Targum, the translation on the Torah called the Targum, on the verse Kiyadatim, and he says, What does Kiyadatim mean? And he says, Ari Gale Kadme, which means referring to the level of Rotsoin. And the level of Rotsoin is revealed. Gali Kadme, it's revealed in front of us. What the level of Rotsoin? Just to create a frame of reference, we know we have the 10 Siroit. The highest sphere is Kesser. In Kesser, there's two levels. The highest part is Attic, which is associated with tiny, with deep pleasure. And the lower level is Arich, which is, is connected to Rotsoin. So what we're saying is that Kiyadativ, when Rotsoin is revealed, then I'll know that they're going to follow the commandments of Hashem. Rashi says, what does Kiyadativ mean? Rashi says, Yadativ is an expression of Chiba, an expression of love. So the Rebbe asks a very, very simple question. Based on the Targum that tra- that translates Kiyadativ, which means that Rotsin is revealed, <clears throat> what is the how does the flow of the verse go? In other words, according to Rashi, that says Kiyadativ means an expression of love. So we know because Kiyadativ is an expression of love, and the expression of why is there an expression of love? Because Yitzhava, because Avramavina is going to command. In other words, what's the reason for the love? Kiyadativ is because he's going to command his children to follow the way of Hashem. But according to the Targum, that Kiyadativ refers to Ratzon, the will of Hashem. So what's, what does the will have to do with and, and, and that's what, and because of that, he's going to command, command his children to follow Hashem. What's the connection? According to Rashi, where it's love, it makes sense. Hashem loves him. The expression of love, why? Because he's going to instruct the children and the grandchildren and future generation to follow Hashem. But according to the insect, where it's re- referring to the level of Ratzon, what's the connection? And as the verse continues, it says, um, that, that, Vashamru Derek Hashem, we're gonna watch the way of Hashem. Now, what's the, what's the Derek Hashem to do, to do tzedakah, righteousness, and, and justice? Okay, so we have to understand the flow according to the Targum. So Rebbe says, we're gonna, he's gonna explain this by connecting, and he says this is the same exact way that the, um, the, the Rebbe Rashab, 70 years before the Rebbe said this, said this course in Tafrei Shamach's Vav, and also a hundred years before the Rebbe said this, said this course in Tafrei Shamach's Vav, so for us it's already 146 years ago, from a Chassidic discourse, not the Rebbe Rashab, but the Rebbe Rashab's father, the Rebbe Maharash, um, who is the, um, the, the, the Rebbe Rashab is, is, uh, took over from the Rebbe Marash, Marash and the Rebbe says the Chassidic Discourse is already printed, etc. And he explains as follows. And there's the connection to understand this based on a verse in, in, um, of King Solomon. And King Solomon says as follows. Mayim rabim lo yuchlu l'chabes hazava, v'nahore yishle yishlefua. 
What does that mean? That Mayim Rabin, which we actually had a whole Hasidic discourse in Parshas Noyach, the multitude of waters cannot take away the love that we have for Hashem, and the stream of water will not knock out our love for Hashem. That's the verse. So the question that the Rebbe Rashab and the Rebbe Marash ask in those two Hasidic discourse, what does it mean that we're saying that Mayim Rabin, intense amount of waters, is not going to take away our love for Hashem? What does love mean? Love is a feeling in your heart. So how could a feeling in your heart be taken away by water? You're going to put water on your heart, your, your, your love is going to go away. Ava is love. It's a feeling in the heart. But what's this mean that King, King, um, King Solomon is saying that the water cannot, cannot extinguish it? What's even the thought to think that the water can extinguish the love? So Rebbe says that you can say that the question really is not referring to physical water. And the question is, how does physical water extinguish love? It's true, physical water cannot extinguish love. But we know that that, that water, in generally, and it's brought down in many places in mysticism, that water, there's a, there's a spiritual component to, the, to water. In other words, what is it referring to? It's referring to some kind of spiritual water. This spiritual water cannot take out the love that we have for Hashem. What is the spiritual water that we're to- talking about? Because we know that Mayim Rabim spiritually is referring to Chachma and Seichel, intellect. So Mayim Rabim is referring to all these, all these intellectual thoughts that we have. And these powerful intellectual thoughts and thinking that we have cannot take away the love that we have for Hashem. So again, the question then is, let's even say we're talking about that Mayim Rabim is not talking about physical water. It's talking about intellect. But who would even think that intellect is going to take away the love for Hashem? Because what is love? Love is connected to our, our, our um, hidden love that we have, which is not logic. Love is not logic. Love is deeper than logic. So what would you even think that, that intellect can take away a, a, a love, which is much deeper than logic? In other words, how is it possible that intellect can have an impact on emotions that are that are sourced deeper in intellect, and they're actually it, it comes before the intellect. You know, there's two different levels of emotions. There's emotion, external emotions, but then there's deep emotions, like the love that we have for Hashem is much deeper. So the question is, how, how you know, a on a simple level, what is King Solomon saying that water can take out the way to love? Why would you think water can take away the love? Physical water. Even if you're talking about spiritual water, which is intellect, why would you think that intellect can knock out internal love that we have for Hashem, which is much deeper? Now the Rebbe says, this is the discourse of the Rebbe Marash, which was said in the year Tough Reish Lamed Bob, and that was a hundred years before the Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse. And this one the Rebbe said 46 years ago, it's 146 years ago. The Rebbe says that Chassidic discourse, is, it seems, it's based on a Chassidic discourse of the Alter Rebbe in Torah Ur, in Parshas Noyach. And over there he explains that what is Mayim Rabbi referring to? What is this water that, that possible can knock out the love for Hashem? It's referring to Tirdus Haparnosa. The 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 uh, the obsessive the obsessiveness and the over uh, involvement in trying to earn a livelihood, and this overly involved in trying to earn a livelihood that cannot knock out the love we have for Hashem because you get so busy you get so preoccupied trying to earn a living so that maybe will take away your love for Hashem. So he explains to me that that does not that even though in theory that possibly could, but that won't take away your love for Hashem. However, the Rebbe says in the same, um, in the Hasidic discourse in Torah, in Parshas Toldos, not in Parshas Noach, later on in Parshas Toldos, 
So he explains over there a different level of Mayim Rab. Not referring to the worry of, of, of earning a living, but it's actually referring to Mayim Rabbim as a very, very high level in Kedusha and holiness. And it's not um, uh, worrying about uh, earning a livelihood, which is materialistic concerns, but we're talking about spiritual concerns. So even on the level that someone has these intense, heavy spiritual concerns, that can take away your love for Hashem. So based on this, Trevor explains that the question that he's asking about so you see that in, even in the altar of interior, on one place he says, my is referring to the physical materialistic concerns, and the other place he says it's referring to what? Spiritual concerns. But even that cannot take away the love for Hashem. So based on that, what are we referring to? What kind of water are we talking about? We're not talking about physical water that can't take away the love. We're talking about spiritual water. So the question then is, how is it possible that intellect which is referring to the water spiritually, will take away our internal love for Hashem. What's even the thought that you would be able to take it away? And he continues on to explain in that Hasidic discourse in the Urban Marash of Tafra Islam and 100 years ago. So we know that in the, in the prayers that we say, uh, when we pray for, uh, for rain, so what, what do we say? In, we just had it actually in, in, on the holidays. So it says as follows. Zechoyer Av, remember our father. Obviously, who is our father referring to Abraham Vinu? Nimshach acharecha kamayim. He was drawn to you like water. It was like water flows. Abraham was drawn, Abraham was drawn to you. In other words, Avram was in the level of Ava, of love. And he, and he was like flowing like water. And it was just like water flows. The love of Avram Vinu was flowing. So the question is, what is this intense water that would, God forbid, knock out the love for Hashem? On the contrary, since we're saying that Zechair Av, remember our father, that he was drawn after you like water, and water is referring to love, so on the contrary, why would, why would the water knock out the love? On the contrary, the water, if you're saying water is love, it should make even the love stronger. And not that God forbid should knock it out. In other words, and again, so you see from here that when we're referring to water, we're not talking about physical water, we're talking spiritual water. Love for Hashem, which again brings it back to the same question. What is this component that we're saying? King Solomon is saying the water can't knock out the love. Physical water for sure not. Even spiritual water, intellectual water, love, how would it knock out the internal love that we have for Hashem? So he explains, so he explains over there as follows. What does Mayim Rabbim mean that we would think that it's possible that this Mayim Rabbim would unfortunately knock out that love that we have for Hashem? So he says that the water we're referring to is our tirda and our shibud, our, 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 our preoccupation and our enslavement to try to earn a livelihood when in the time of exile. That's what it's referring to. So again, to have a frame of reference, Mayim Rabbim is referring to our obsessive worry and, and enslavement to try to earn a living in the time of exile, in the time of Gullus. Now, so the Rebbe says, let's clarify what that means. It doesn't mean that we have, for example, we're living in a country and we have to, uh, we have to pay taxes. Because even at the times in the temple, there was a king and there was taxes. There's nothing new. And matter of fact, we know it says clearly in the prophets that they used to give tithing. They gave 10%. They gave, everyone gave 10%. It says clearly in the prophets. So, so, so that can't be the reason why we're so caught up with, with exile. We're so caught up with a parnasa. We're so caught up earning a living because we have to pay taxes. We always pay taxes. But we're referring to not the physical component of having to pay it, but we're referring to the tirda, the fact that we get so involved in it. We're so consumed by it. 
And there's a person so worried and so concerned. Again, we're not refer, we're not very splitting splitting between we need you need money, you need to earn a living, and that's okay. You go to work, you earn a living. But he's talking about the consume. You consume with it, your mind, your heart. You don't have a minute of peace. Always worried. What am I gonna, how am I going to do it? What's going to happen? And so on. The worrying part. Earning a living. Everyone has to earn a living. They've always earned livings. And they always pay taxes. Everyone paid their bills. We're talking about the, the obsessiveness of it. The worry. The concern. The nonstop mental and emotional involvement in it. And up to the point... That, you, that you're so worried and you're so concerned that you use the gift that God gave you. The biggest gift God gave us is intellect. God gave us intellect, which is a powerful gift. And instead of using the gift of intellect to connect to God, to meditate, to study Torah, to teach Torah, etc., we use it for business. We use it, we use it for, to, to earn a living in an obsessive way. And literally, you, your whole head is involved and you have no headspace for anything else. Up to the point that when you're so worried, what happens is, the Rebbe says, that you start having doubt, and many, many doubts, in everything that you do. And you're not sure, should I do it like this, should I do it like that, should I go here, should I go there, should I, shouldn't I, full of doubts. Your intellect is creating all these doubts in your head, and it literally tires you out. And intellectual tired. You're, you're, you're so obsessed. Go here, go there, buy, don't buy, sell, don't sell. Should I, shouldn't I? And you let it get intellectual exhaustion. And what's the issue? The issue is that God gave you an intellect. So instead of using your intellect, the finest capability, the finest gift that God gave us to learn Torah, because we know, what's real water? This physical water, what's real water? Learning Torah. But instead of being busy with your intellect to learn Torah, what are you busy with? You're worried about your livelihood. Livelihood, you have to work. You don't have to be worried about it. Worry doesn't help you. Use your intellect and instead learn Torah. And then go to work. Go to work and then learn Torah. But don't use your intellect to be obsessed about work. And about obsessed about earning a living. And about all these worries and concerns. So this the Rebbe brings to the Rebbe Marash, he explains what does it mean Tear does for Shiba Tapranasa. What does it mean to be worried and consumed about earning a livelihood? And that's why the Rebbe brings actually in that discourse, he brings from the prophets, the, the commentary in the prophets, but that says that there's no greater joy than removing doubt. The greatest joy a person can have when he has clarity. When you have clarity, life is good, no headache. Whereas when you have confusion, then you literally have a headache, a physical headache, a mental headache. You're mentally exhausted. But there's no greater joy like removing doubt. In other words, so what happens, God the opposite, while you, while, before you remove the doubt, you're totally confused. And it's, what, just like it says, there's no greater joy when you remove doubt. So what happens before you remove the doubt? You don't have the joy. Because it says there's no greater joy when you remove the doubt. So before you remove the doubt, you don't have the joy. So obviously, why don't you have the joy? Because it's weighing down on you. It's weighing down on your intellect. And he explains the Rebbe Marash beautifully. It's a beautiful sort of discourse. He explains that how a person gets involved and obsessed with his mind in earning a living up to the point where people do dangerous things. Just to earn something which you don't even need. And it's not even for you. 
Like, you know, buying certain things, acquiring certain things, getting involved in, you know, shady areas and so on and so forth. That even people of your stature and even hiding don't, don't get involved in the stuff. And you get involved intellectually and you don't have a minute of peace just to, to achieve something, acquire something. And he brings the verse from the prophet that says a person gets involved in all these crazy things and then you get angry at Hashem. Who asks you to get involved in it? Your involvement should be in learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, intellectually, and yeah, you have to earn a living. So you go get a job and you do what you have to. So obviously you see he put down like a, a pretty a heavy a heavy insight into where a person gets lost when it comes to work. We give you gift, give biggest gifts of intellect and you engage obsessively up to the point where you stop living in other areas of your life. So now he asks a simple question, one second. What's the problem? With, with materialism. And a person's what you're saying, oh my gosh, you shouldn't be worried about trying to earn a living. What's the problem? And there are quotes from the Mishnah that says as follows, in Ethics of Our Fathers, that beauty, power, and wealth is, is good and great for a, for a righteous person, and it's good for the world. In other words, when we say that it's good for a righteous person and good for the world, and it's just like in reference to the world, we know it says in the Talmud that the only reason why gold was created, it shouldn't have been created. Why they create why did create gold? He created gold to be able to build a temple, the base of Migdash. And, you, and the temple has to be beautiful, so you need gold. So the purpose why gold was created was to build a beautiful big base of Migdash of Hashem. In other words, the main reason why gold exists in the world is to be able to build a base of Migdash. And the base of Migdash should be beautiful, and you need gold in there. And the same thing also when it comes to souls. In other words, since beauty is good for righteous people, so therefore it's obviously therefore it's good for the world. So ultimately everything Hashem created, yeah, is, is, is for Hashem. The gold is for Hashem. The beauty is for Hashem. So based on this, Rebbe explains very powerfully, he says like this, materialism is, yeah, it's nice for, for righteous people. So if that's the case, what, then why why are we saying that getting involved in materialism is something which 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 should, cre- which should create an issue for the person? And never explains like this. Now, so on one hand, we say you shouldn't get obsessed, but on the other hand, Hashem created it so we can have it for the temple and we can create a beautiful world. So, which one is correct? Never explains a, a beautiful, a fine line. He says as follows: This that we say that we just learned from Pirkei Avot that you need to have beautiful things to have to build a temple, and obviously in order to have it, you have to earn it, etc. And then it's nice for, 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 for the temple and for, for righteous people. That's only when you use it in a way that what, what, what's, what you see is that the whole soul purpose is for God and for the Jewish people to make a place for Hashem. And then... If you're doing it for Hashem, if you're doing it for godly reasons, then it's okay to have materialism and up to the point, tremendous wealth. So if it, so they were saying it's like this, if you're doing it for self-indulgence, why are you putting your head into it? Put your head into learning Torah. But if you're doing it to beautify Hashem's world, if you're doing it for Hashem's sake, then absolutely you can go ahead and do it. And that's actually a holy thing. And the, the, the Rebbe brings a famous um, um, teaching from the Alter Rebbe. And he says, based on a verse in the prophets that say, from the, actually from the writings, from King Solomon, a, 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 um, 
A wise person, a wise person shouldn't go ahead and praise, you know, the, the, his intellect or the, a strong person with his strength or a rich person with, with his wealth. In other words, so you shouldn't do it. When shouldn't you do it? If it's for, if it's for, it's for, if it's for wealth itself or the strength itself or for, for, for the intellect itself. However, when the verse finishes off, when it's, the reason is, if the reason for the wealth and the intellect and the strength is to know Hashem, then a person should be excited about intellect and wealth and wisdom and strength. Why? Because it's all about for Hashem. And like Jarrah brings a famous story with the, um, from, the, from, the, from the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov, there was once a terrible decree, decree on the uh, people that owned the uh, the hotels, it used to be called hotels, Kretschmers. People owned the, the Kretschmers, which modern day probably be called uh, hotels, or maybe today would even be called Airbnbs. So Airbnbs. So when people owned them, there was a tra- tra- terrible decree tree against, against them. That look, they're trying to just amass wealth, and they're trying to just become successful. It's all about the money. And obviously, they're, and the, the decree was that they're, they're not behaving appropriately. So the Balshantov came along and he said, "Relax. No, no, no." You're looking at it, they're trying to earn a living, they're trying to make money, and this is the only involved in commerce. No, the fact is, why they why do they want to earn a living? Not because they need the money. They want money for the money for its own right. They're trying to get heaps of money. They want to marry off their, their children to scholars and support them. So they needed to make a Jewish wedding. They needed to, to they be able to live, live a kosher Jewish life. Or they needed to hire a teacher to, to educate the children. So in other words, the reason why they're working, don't look at their working as trying to amass wealth. They're working to do good things, to do godly things. And through that, the Moshanta was able to annul the decree. There was a terrible decree. And the way Moshanta was able to annul it, to say, no, you're, you're making a mistake. They're not just into wealth for wealth. They're into the wealth to be able to make the world a godly place. <clears throat> in other words, when we get involved in the in the physical world, in the materialistic world, the goal only purpose is to create a place to learn Torah, to disseminate Torah, to do mitzvahs, for people to do mitzvahs. And as we know it says, Kol and whatever we do, we have to ask one question. Am I doing it for myself or am I doing it for Hashem? I am doing it Lashem Shemayim. Every action of mine I'm doing it for Hashem. And when a person says, and everything I'm doing it for Hashem, you'll go to the next level even, you'll come to the level of Bechol Drechecha De'eyu. Not only Kolma Secha, everything, all your actions are the same, but literally, even when you're walking, you're talking, everything you'll know, you'll see Hashem in it. <clears throat> However, when a person starts getting involved and has questions and doubts, and gets too, too obsessed in the world, then obviously that's not appropriate. But when your but when your 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 behavior is appropriate, that means you're doing it to learn Torah, to do mitzvahs, to know Hashem and everything, and everything you should see Hashem. And then to then what happens? You're not obsessed with the materialistic part of it. You don't get lost in the materialistic pursuit. In other words, your focus, your whole focus, and everything you do is all about Torah and mitzvahs. So then, what happens then? Not only does the Intense waters, the, the, which means the concerns and being busy, etc. Not only doesn't it cover up your love for Hashem, but on the contrary, not only doesn't it cover up, but it actually what, what it does is it actually reveals the love for Hashem. 
the re- love that's hidden actually comes out in a revealed way. So you're actually accomplishing the opposite. So it if you're just obsessed in the worldly pursuit, then it covers up the love for Hashem. But if it, whatever you're doing, it's all to find Hashem in everything, to use all your success to learn Torah and do mitzvahs and help other people learn Torah and mitzvahs, then you're revealing the hidden love and you're bringing it out in a revealed way. Up until the point when a person does it on such, such a type of a level, you're actually revealing it, you will come to, come to the highest level, like it says in the Shema, but hafta bechol ma'oidcha. We know it says bechol levavcha, bechol nafshacha. The highest level is bechol ma'oidcha. You love Hashem with all your might. And like the other quotes where it says in Psalms, King King David says, "Mi li b'shamayim." Who is to me for Hashem? The only thing I want is Hashem. The imcha. Once I only have Hashem, I don't want materialistic things because my my eye is on the prize. My eye is on a relationship with Hashem. And like Yerba brings from the from the uh, third Chabad Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, in his classic Hasidic works of called Sefer HaMitzvahs, where he has a book where he discusses all the mitzvahs on a Kabbalistic level, and one of the longest uh, 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 um, dissertations is on the source of the mitzvah of praying, and he says as follows, that he heard from the Alter Rebbe when he was doing intense meditation, and he said as follows, I the only thing I want, I don't want anything. The only thing I want is you, Hashem yourself. And it was in Yiddish he said it. Ich will mer nit asdir alein. The only thing I want is you, Hashem. I don't want this, I don't want that. I want you, Hashem. The focus was, it's all about Hashem. In other words, when a person gets to the level of Mayim Rabbim, which means he's only focused on Hashem, so then you come to the higher level, as it says in the verse before that, you're on fire for Hashem. You're on the level of the highest level. And what's interesting, the Rebbe brings out a side note, because we just mentioned that what? When you do it right, you come to the level of with all your might. So the Rebbe says that actually in the Hasidic discourse of Tafra Shalom and Vav, the one we mentioned before, the one from 100 years ago, he, only, he, he says that he only reached the level of which is the first level. Why? Because over there he's talking about when a person is involved in the materialistic world, not necessarily in the highest level. So then, so the only the only level you, the only level of love you can get to, which basically is like trying to nullify the 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 Mayim Rabbim, you reach level of a Chalavavcha. However, in Torah Oyer from the Alter Rebbe, both in Parshas Toldos and both in Parshas Noyach, and over there says even though that said the discourse it's short. Um, even though it's a shorter version, but nevertheless, he brings the level, not only level b'chalavavcha, and not only the level b'chalavavcha, he brings the highest level. Why? Because in Torah Oyer, in Parashas Toldes, he's explaining, it's not referring to Mayim Rabbim, which your person is not totally, he doesn't get obsessed with materialism. <clears throat> and, he, and on the contrary, in other words, he's, when, he's, he, when he's involved in the materialistic world, he's focused on what Torah mitzvahs, and it's all about knowing Hashem. And then, if that's the case, then you can reach the highest level, in other words, like this. This, when he gets involved in, materialistic wor- in the materialistic world, to earn a livelihood, and a- goes after materialism, he does it in a way, like it says, Asher Asa Lekim Esa Adam Yasha. Hashem made the person straight. In other words, what does that mean? You behave in a way, according to the Torah, which is, we know the Torah is called Sefer Yasher, the straight path. 
and you go based on the path and the and and the and the instruction and the customs that the Abbas instituted for us, which are straight, which is basically focused on Hashem. And when you're focused on Hashem, then you can have great wealth, and it's not a contradiction. It's not a contradiction at all. Like we see specifically by Avram Avinu, the first of the patriarchs. What does it say? By Avram, Avram was very wealthy. He had cattle. He had silver. He had gold. The same thing also by Yitzchak we know. That he had tremendous wealth. Up to the point that says that the manure from Yitzchak's animals is better than the silver and gold of Avimelech. That's how wealthy he was. And the same thing also with Yaakov Avinu. In other words, and it wasn't just on a spiritual level they were wealthy. On a materialistic materialistic level they were wealthy. And literally they had tremendous wealth. And the so same thing also applied to every one of us. Every one of us should and could have tremendous wealth. But we have to remember that we're, we're earning a livelihood. Stay focused on the goal. We're earning a livelihood to learn Torah, to do mitzvahs, and then not only will it bring us to the highest level you said before, or b'chol ma'oidcha, if you do it right, which Ma'itchu he said is above any limits and any boundaries, you're totally able to connect on the half the charts, but the person himself becomes a Ma'itcha person. We become a Ma'itcha person. We become we start living without any limits. And like it says the commentary says, we're willing to connect to Hashem without any limits. In other words, which means we get ma'idcha by doing ma'idcha we get ma'idcha which is which God blesses us with tremendous wealth and a lot of wealth and they never use the expression of ashiras extreme wealth extreme extreme wealth but not working in nature and ways of nature but you have to work in a way of without limits above nature now even though you're going to say it says in the verse God will bless you and everything that you do that means you have to do you have to be material you have to work in nature so Robert gives a whole different insight into that verse and he says that Hashem will bless you which means even if you do a little bit even if you do a little bit you'll be successful in other words as long as you're focused on the prize as long as you're focused that it's all about learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and everything you do is for Hashem then you could be involved in the physical world you could be involved in the spiritual world and you know what will happen? you'll be extremely successful because it's not about you it's about Hashem and it's not going to distract you and you'll reach the level and means, and then you'll get it back which is tremendous wealth and you just got to do a little bit as long as you're focused on what you have to do now Jehovah says, we know, after all said and done, there's the tremendous complaint of the people of the desert. It's called Taina, the Taina, the complaint of the Dur Hamidbar. We know, for example, the Dur Hamidbar, the generation of the desert, they didn't want to go into the land of Israel. Why? Because they felt that Israel land will distract them from serving Hashem. They want to stay out in the desert. In other words, what, what, their, what their argument is, how could it be that if you have Mayim Rabim, you're involved in commerce. You're involved in business. How's it not going to take away your love for Hashem? We just said, if, if you focus on Hashem, guess what? Life is good. And you can reach love of but the, but the generation of the desert says, no, what are you talking about? You get involved in commerce. You're not going to have the same love for Hashem. And the, the expression they use, which is a quote from the Talmud, that like almost like the, 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 the owner of the house can't take his vessels out. In other words, what, what does that mean? Since Hashem set up the world, 
that we have to work in the materialistic world. And you need materialism to have a house, a car, whatever you need, food to, to buy. It's all materialism. So how can you say that we're going to get involved in the, in the materialistic world and, and not be affected by it? In other words, how can you say that, my, that the water is not going to take out the, the, the love for Hashem? And not, not only we have a chutzpah to say, not only is it not going to take away the love for Hashem, it's actually going to make the love for Hashem stronger. How do you do that? And, and their argument is, what's the argument of the generation of, of, the, of the desert? But the fact is, it's called Mayim Rabim. A, not water, a lot of water. In other words, which means, Rabim means it has a lot. It means it has tremendous power, and in a real way. And why does it have a lot of power? Because the fact is like this. We're going to go on a Kabbalistic journey to prove the argument of the people from the, from the, from the, from the um, desert. The fact is like this. In the materialistic world, what's the source? Everything has a life force, a life source. What's the source of the life energy in the materialistic world? So the source is from the world of Toyu. We know when God created the world is Toyu, which means a heavy, heavy, heavy power, but there wasn't enough vessels. And then the lower world is Tikkun, which basically it's less power, but then again it fits into the vessel. So this, the materialistic world gets its energy from Toyu, which is actually a very, very high, powerful source. And that's why it's called Mayim Rabim. A lot, a lot of water, because materialism gets connected to Tayu. Why? Because in the world of Tayu, the light is very, very strong. And the vessel is not enough to, c- to contain it. So that's the materialistic world. So you're trying to combat with the materialistic world. And who are we? We, the one that's working in this world, we're in, we're in the world of Tikkun. And over there, the light is very, very small. Big vessels, but the light is very, very small. And we know that Tayu came before Tikkun. Like we, there were quotes from the from the from the, from the, from the Chumash where it says the seven kings that were there before the kings of the Jewish people. So you see that what that Toyu is much stronger. Not only that, we Medaber, we need to come on to Chai. In order for us to live, we have to come on to living things to eat. Whether it's uh, whether you eat uh, um, beef, or chicken, fish, whatever you whatever, whatever you eat, or if not, if you don't eat, for example, if you don't eat chai, so you have to come onto tzemeach, things that grow, fruits, vegetables, etc. And then we also need to come onto the physical world. We walk on the physical world. We need to receive from everything else. So the fact is, that's much more powerful. However, let's look at let's look at the the the, the, the doimim, inanimate. Inanimate doesn't need anything. The same thing also, the tzemeach doesn't eat from the chai. It works the opposite. But nevertheless, even though they get elevated through, through us, but they don't need us. We elevate it fine, but they don't really need us. And especially, where do we work? We work with our soul in our body. And the, the body is called in, in, a bira mikta. It's basically a very, very low pit. And not only after Mashiach comes, and then Hashem is going to go ahead and take away the evil impurity from the world. But even now, in the time of Gullus, when it's dark, and it's doubly dark, and triply dark, so how are you going to say, in time of Gullus, when we need to come on to Gashmias, we need to come on to materialism, how are you going to say that this intense water being involved in the world is not going to consume the love we have for Hashem? And on the contrary, we're going to be elevated by the love. So the Rebbe explains something very, very powerful, and he says like this. <clears throat> that the soul 
when it gets into the body, which we call bira amikta, this like, you know, low, intense, deep pit, it's actually higher than toyu and tikkun together. Before we said, we're, we're in tikkun, the, the materials get some toyu. But the Rebbe says now, the soul in the body is actually higher than toyu and tikkun together. Why is that? Never explain something very powerful. Deep Kabbalistic idea. Toyu and tikkun, what do we say? Tikkun is with small lights, big vessels. Toyu is a lot of light and not enough vessels. So we're referring to light. Tikkun is less light and Toyu is more light. Both Toyu and Tikkun go into one category. They're revelation. Tikkun is a smaller revelation. Toyu is a bigger revelation, a huge revelation. But they're both revelations. However, the Neshama, the Rebbe says, is on the level, like it says in the Prophets, Maskil Le'eson Hezrochi. What does Maskil mean? It means in the source of intellect, not seichel, maskil. It's the source of intellect. Eisan is referring to tremendous power. As Rachi, which means when Mashiach comes, going to be revealed, we're going to see it. But the fact is, the Neshama is connected to a very, very deep level. Maskil Eisan as Rachi. Not about revelation. It's the source of everything. So any revelation, whether it's Tikkun or even Tayu, how do you compare to Maskelais and Azrahi, the essence? No revelation comes near the essence. In other words, with this power that the Neshama, the soul is on the level of Aeson, you did it with the Neshama that's in the level of Aeson, we're able to transform and elevate everything in the materialistic world through learning Torah and mitzvahs. And as the Neshama again is connected to the essence, and by learning Torah and mitzvahs in this world, we have the power to elevate the whole world. Not only that, when a person operates in the way of kol ma'asechel Hashem shemayim, anything and everything you do in this world, you're doing it for the sake of Hashem, up until you reach the next level, like we already mentioned before, of the, of the, of the spiritual work of a cholder chachadeyu. Everything, anywhere you go, you know Hashem. And as we know, it says in the Talmud, and reference of a cholder chachadeyu, that it's a small parasha, the whole Torah is dependent on it. Because if you're a cholder chachadeyu, everywhere you go, everywhere is everywhere. That's 24-7. Everywhere you're going, you know Hashem. That's literally a small parsha. The whole Torah is based on that. Because if everywhere you know Hashem, that's a home run lottery ticket. So in other words, when a person operates in that level, and then you're able to transform and elevate the physical world, so then not only do you elevate the world, you actually transform Toyu, which is this powerful big light. And you're able to draw down these powerful big lights we're into the world of Tikkun. How do we do that? Because we have an Ashama within a body. So again, Tayu and Tikkun, great revelations. Huge. Tayu is even bigger than Tikkun. But guess what? It's a revelation. The Neshama is the essence. And when the Neshama, the essence, connects through Torah mitzvahs, we're able to transform and elevate the world and even the world of Tayu. Now, so based on this, Trevor explains powerfully... Uh, the verse that says ki adativ, because I know and the way the, the, the Targum translates referring to Ratzon 
Avramavinu is going to command his children and his family after him, which we're going to understand based on the whole explanation now of Mayim Rabim. In other words, when it comes to the, what we just learned, just to recap, what do we learn from Mayim Rabim? So, so Mayim Rabim, yeah, you could say it can impact you. That's what? In Revelation. But when you're dealing with the essence of the soul, when you're dealing with the essence of the Shama, nothing can knock that out. Why? Because it's the essence. Nothing can knock out the it's much You can't even compare any revelation. Tell you, that hails, that has no comparison to the essence of the soul. And the essence of the soul, connected to the Torah elevates the whole world, including Tell you. So the Rebbe explains, Hashem says, I know, he adopted, I know, that Avram Avinu is going to instruct his children to follow the way of Hashem. So the question is asked, really? How is it possible they're going to follow the way of Hashem? Mayim Rabim, you have a whole world, you have distractions, you have to be busy in commerce, trying to earn a livelihood, all the other challenges, how are they going to follow this way of Hashem? How are they going to do it? So that's why the verse says, Ki adativ. So the little translation means, I know. What does it mean you know? So what does the Targum tell us? It's referring to Ratzoin. It's referring to the will. I know the will of the people. I know the will of the people. And the will is the essence of the person. I'm not talking a, a, an external will. I'm talking about the Ratzoin Ha'atzmi. The, the will of the people, the essence of the will of the people. And because I know the essence of the will of the people, up until the will of the people, which is connected to the will of the essence of Hashem, so therefore it's very simple. Kiyadativ. Again, Hashem says Kiyadativ. What does the Targum explain? They were referring to the Ratzain. What type of Ratzain? The essence of the Ratzain. Ah, when I, once you're dealing with the essence, Atmos of the Ratzain, of the people and connected to the essence of Hashem, then I know that through that, it's going to be Lamana Sheyitzavas Bonab. The children are going to follow up until all generations till Mashiach comes. Why? Because once you have the essence, you know it's going to work out. And Rebbe says this idea of Ratzain is connected Lamana Sheyitzavas. What does it mean Yitzavas? He's going to command. So it's also, Yitzavas means command, but also Yitzavas means Tzavsabachibur. That he's going to connect. He's going to connect his children, his grandchildren with Hashem. I know there's a regular connection. There's a regular connection. But then there's a connection which is called Simon. And he brings, he brings, he quotes from the Talmud that, um, that, that the famous story with Abaya that he went and followed a man and a woman. They were just going for a walk. And after they said that the walk was a nice, beautiful walk. And he used the term Tzav and Simon. So in other words, that Tzav um, can mean command. But Tzav means a connection. But a connection, what type of a connection? A connection of Tainug. A connection of pleasure. Like the Talmud uses the expression of Simon where it was enjoyable. So in other words, the tzavsa connects us to Hashem, but also connects us to Hashem in a meaningful way, in, a, in an enjoyable way. Now, Ratzoin and Tainuk. So Ratzoin is our will, which is essence, our pleasure. So Ratzoin and Tainuk referring to what kind of Ratzoin? Not a, not a revealed type of Ratzoin, an essential Ratzoin. Ratzoin atzmi, and what type of Tainuk? And a Tainuk atzmi. Now, so since we're talking about a Russian which is atzmi, an essential will, and an, an essential tining, which is the essence, so therefore what happens is when a person does a mitzvah, what is revealed? The Ratzoin 
which is which is the essence gets revealed while you're doing the mitzvah. So anytime you're doing a mitzvah, the essential rotsan gets revealed in the mitzvah. And because the essential rotsan gets revealed, infused in the mitzvah, that's how we have the power to elevate the physical world. In other words, what elevates the world? Maskil, le'eson hazrachi, the power. So our rotsan, which is rotsan asmi, that's our rotsan. We want to do the will of Hashem. When we do the will of Hashem, what's the force that goes into doing the will of Hashem? What's the force that does the, rotsan, the, the mitzvah? So the rotsan asmi becomes a rotsan gali and goes into the mitzvah. And that elevates the world. So Rabbi asks one second. If what we're saying here is, ki that means every time we do a mitzvah, what comes out, our essential rotsan of who we are goes into the mitzvah, so then we're robots. We don't free our choice. Our will is driving us. It doesn't go through our intellect, our emotions. It's our will that's driving us. And Rebbe uses an expression, if that's the case, it's namad aksufa. It's shameful bread, because what are we doing? What do we have to do with it? In other words, what's causing me to do it? Yadaptive. My rod sign. So what do I have to do with it? But the Rebbe says, no, no, no. The truth is, it's your will, 100%. And we have the power and the ability to do any mitzvah anytime we want. However, when it comes to doing it, we have, we have 100% freedom of choice to do it or not. So notice we have the ability, because we have the Ratzin me, but to use the Ratzin, that's already up to us. And that's why the Targum says, Kiyadativ, Ari Gale Kadme, which means, when it, because we have that Ratzin, because we have that will, the essential will, so if I know that you're going to do it, and that knowing is revealed, but the fact is, it doesn't, it doesn't make me do it. I'm the one that's going to do it. And that's why it says, Lamana Sheyitzava. It doesn't say, it doesn't say, Asher I'm going to command you. Because the fact that Hashem knows doesn't make, make the choice happen automatic. We still have to choose it. Laman, because Asher Yitzava, not, not the, the, the knowledge is what causes it to happen. If it says, Ki adativ asher yitzav, that means the eruptions the, the will cause it. No. Ki adativ, I know, which I'm referring to the rotsin. I'm convinced you have the rotsin, you have the tools, why shouldn't you use it? But Lamana asher because he still has to inspire them to use the tools that we have. We call, why? Why does he inspire us if we have the rotsin? Because we all have freedom of choice. Bechir HaKashish wasn't taken away from us. We still have freedom of choice. The knowledge is after we choose based on the fact that we have the tools to choose. And Rebbe says that he brings, the, the, the Rebbe Rashab brings the Hasidic discourse in the year of Tafrei Shamach Bav, this idea that the fact that Hashem knows what you're going to do does not a cause for us to do it. He's bringing it for that reason, to, to explain that even though that the work to transform the physical world is because we have the Ratzinats and we have the tools to do it, but nevertheless, it's not shameful bread because we're, we're choosing to do it. Now, what gets revealed? That's our Ratzin Atzmi. When we do the mitzvah, when we pray, the Ratzin Atzmi gets revealed in the mitzvah. But here's the reference something very powerful. So anytime today we learn and we pray and we do a mitzvah, what, comes, what gets revealed within the mitzvah, within the learning, within the prayer, is the Ratzin Atzmi which we said before, is the lower level of Keser, which is the level of Arach. However, Tainug Atzmi, the deep Tainug, which is the higher level of Keser, Atik, that stays concealed. When is that going to be revealed? 
Mashiach comes in the future. But Rebbe says something very powerful. When we learn and do mitzvahs and pray, what gets revealed? Aratzinatzmi. Tiny Gatzmi comes when Mashiach comes. But nevertheless, that's my part. But in Torah, in mitzvahs, what, what's available in Torah mitzvahs, Tainug is there. And that's why Rashi says, Ki adapted. he says, no, you know what adapted means? An expression of chiba, of love. Because that's referring to that Tainug Atzmi, which gets drawn down into Torah mitzvahs. Lamana Shayitzaba. So through Torah mitzvahs, we can actually connect to Tainug Atzmi. And when a person connects through Torah mitzvahs, then your work is complete. Why? Because you're not only doing Ratzin Atzmi yourself, but when you're connecting through Torah Mitzvahs, you're actually connecting to the Tainag Atzmi. And then, it, but when it's still not shameful blood, because it's your Avoidah, it's your work, you're learning Torah, you're doing the Mitzvahs. And then when you do your Avoidah, which means you bring out, the, you choose to bring out the Ratzin Atzmi into a revealed way, or through Torah Mitzvahs, the, the Tainag Atzmi into a revealed way, that comes into the materialistic world. And like, the, and there are quotes from the Alter Rebbe that says, "Hashem gives us materialism, and we make for materialism spiritual. We bring go- godliness into the materialistic world, and that's why it says, 'V'shamru derech Hashem.' We watch the way of Hashem, which means we bring tzedakah and mishpat into the physical materialistic world. And when a person does that." Then you go lebetach darka. You go with clarity. You go with surety. You go with a sense of conviction, and you have no doubts and no worries and no concerns. And on the contrary, you affect it should be naicha derucha, a beautiful, pleasant experience, and it becomes naicha latata and naicha leilo becomes beautifully and peaceful on a lower level, on a higher level, up until you affect. The greatest nachas ruach, the greatest pleasing fra- fragrance to Hashem, where Hashem says, ritzoini, I went ahead and I said, my will got fulfilled. So here you see, there's a powerful Hasidic discourse on many, many levels, when I, the many, many takeaway messages. I just want to finish up one major point. I think what the Rebbe is saying here is, on a simple level is, the fact is we have freedom of choice, 100%. We can choose, but when we choose, we have the we have the vessels to pull out our rotsayna asmi and bring it into our Torah and mitzvahs. We have the power to pull out tainag asmi and bring it into our learning and to the world. And this will give us literally the greatest blessings and the greatest blessings of peace and clarity that all our high level energy of intellect, emotions is connected to God. And all the Rebbe said, you just got to play a little bit and just show up and you'll be tremendously successful. So here you have another powerful um, guide, how to be extremely successful, stay focused, develop your relationship with Hashem and everything in your life will become uh, blessed with tremendous blessings. And the Rebbe said, you know, as we do our Mo'idcha, we do without limits and God will bless us without limits with the greatest possible blessings. Thanks so much for joining us for our weekly chassidus class, and let's hope our next class is in Yerushalayim Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week.